Hi, I'm Dr. Akiva Down. And I'm Rabbi Avi Green. And welcome to Interesting Questions. In this podcast, we'll be addressing issues that are philosophical, religious, and psychological in nature, and exploring some of the deeper questions as we go into Season 2. We will be focusing on that which is considered to be controversial, and there may not be a right or wrong answer. So we are hoping that our discussions will yield more questions for your Shabbos table. Hello, and welcome to our special Hanukkah episode. This is the second Hanukkah episode. The first one can be found last year. So, Akiva, I want to start by talking about Hanukkah and a little bit about the history of Hanukkah. So, because of its chronological place in the year, people often think that Hanukkah happened before Purim, but in reality, that's not the case, right? Historically, Purim happens between the first and the second temple. Hanukkah happens uh, in the, during the second temple, so it actually happens later. And it's interesting and important to note that because what ends up happening is that as Hanukkah gets established, it is in many ways the final holiday that Jews around the world accept until modern times when you get things like Yom HaZikaron, Yom HaTzma'ut, right? Israel's Remembrance Day, Israel's uh, uh, Independence Day, or Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Remembrance Days, all of which are much more modern. But other than that, Hanukkah is the most modern holiday, I believe. And what ends up happening is that because of that, it follows some of, but not all of, the traditional structure for a Jewish holiday. So it lasts eight days, just like Sukkot or Pesach, but it doesn't have that that idea of it being a Chag, being a religious holiday where you can't work. And so we look at it and we go, okay, so what, what is this? And at the same time, we're told that while the candles are lit, we shouldn't work. And that the mitzvah is really looking at the candles and spending time with the candles and spending time with the lights. And so how does this connect to other holidays? And how is it different than other holidays? So you want to reflect a little bit first, Akiva? So when, when I think about the similarities that Hanukkah has with other holidays, I mean, there's certain practices that are similar. Um, you know, when davening, right? We have special things that we do when davening. We do halal, we read Torah. And um, I think that that adds something to the Chag. However, I would also point out that we wear tefillin. And... Granted, some people say you do wear tefillin, some people say you don't on Cholomoyed, some people say you do without a bracha. The fact is, is that on Hanukkah, 
I believe we actually agree on something, which in and of itself is a miracle. Um, we all wear tefillin. On Hanukkah, we light candles. They are different candles. They have a different meaning of the candles. Right? When you light Shabbos candles, I mean, you said, yeah, when the, when the Hanukkah candles are lit, we don't work during the time of its light. However, after they go out, you can work. Uh, Shabbos candles, whether they're lit or not, after they go out, you have until the next 25 hours until you're in Chol again. So I think there are those similarities. And ideally, there is still, as with most of our Chagim, an emphasis on uh, spending time with the community, with family, associating um, in those types of activities, which I think is very important, very valuable, whether or not it's based off of, you know, a halacha or simply a an important aspect that we gain with a chag. Um, and then, of course, we have the differences. The biggest one being the Hanukkah is not Yom Tov. It's not a day where you can't work. I have a lot of people who say, are you taking off for Hanukkah? I know you took off for the other holidays. I said, no, it's it's Hanukkah. I can work. It's it's important, but it's not one of our big ones, as I think, as I describe to people. Uh, you know, I, I can work. I can go, and I can go about my day, and then I come home, and I like the Hanukkah and celebrations and, and such. Um, I would say that that's probably a huge difference. There may only be a few, but in the practice... That's a huge difference, having a, having a holiday that we celebrate, and yet I'm still going to work, and the public is still going to work, and we're still, the kids have school, uh, the, the teachers have work. The, it, it's a huge difference that I think speaks volumes. Um, Avi, you want to talk about how that may or may not add to or detract from the value we perceive from the holiday of Hanukkah? Well, I think by not being a quote-unquote official Chag, as in when we take off from work, when we do those things, it, it does detract. I think the other challenge that Hanukkah has is that it is by far the holiday that has been most influenced by other religions and by its connection to other religions in terms of the proximity of other holidays. So while one may point out that the Pesach Seder and Pesach itself has been slightly influenced by some Easter-like activities, certainly the, uh, many of the ideas of Hanukkah are, if not co-opted directly from the December 25th holiday of Christmas, then it is certainly influenced by, whether that is the idea of gift-giving, because traditionally we actually give gifts on those other eight-day eight day holidays. The, the Shulchan Aruch says that we should give our children and our wives um, new clothes and gifts to prepare them for the Chag so that they are happy about Sukkot, so that they are happy about Pesach. Um, and... And it doesn't say anything about that in regard to 
Hanukkah, and yet it is Hanukkah where we are most likely to give and get gifts. The idea that Hanukkah is become very commercialized in terms of I walk into so many stores that are not Judaica stores, and there are uh, Hanukkah cookies, and there's a, a Hanukkah mench on a bench, and there is all of these other Hanukkah tchotchkes, I don't know what else to call them, right? Uh, little toys, playthings uh, that that uh, that exist there. And the idea that the holiday has become commercialized is also a nod to this time of year within American society and Christian culture. And I think that putting Hanukkah in its right context, in the context that it is a holiday, it is a time when we are together with family, it is a time when we recognize God doing miracles in the world for our ancestors, and that God can do those miracles for us as well, is an important piece, but shouldn't be conflated with or confused with what other people are celebrating. You know, Avi, we talk a lot about how Hanukkah has one meaning to all of us and and a different meaning to all of everybody else. And I think sometimes when we see our children get excited about Hanukkah and get excited about the presents instead of what we would like to think is the true importance of Hanukkah and what we want them to learn that lesson of, um, I can't help but think that, you know, that's in part our doing, right? Because we, we do give gifts on Hanukkah and we do try and make it an exciting thing in the hopes that they will learn more about Hanukkah and be excited by it. But I guess my question or my challenge is, is what can we do in our homes to help our children be both still excited about Hanukkah and not be as excited about the things that we may not want them to be as excited about. And, and I'm being vague on purpose because maybe you could still want them to be excited about presents, but you don't want them to be excited about Suvganiot. Uh, I don't know. I, I take, it, take it as we were. Perhaps we should cut that before I just said that. Or, or we can leave it. Um, <laughs> I think that... The, there are a couple things that I've heard families do to help their children focus on what we'll call the real meaning of Hanukkah. One is, and I think this is important, and an important part of every Chag that we have, and that is telling the story of the Chag, right? So saying, you know, as we, we just lit the menorah, let's sit down together and read a short story, read a book, about the Hanukkah story, or read the Mishnah, uh, the Gemara about my Hanukkah, depending on the age of the student and or the age of the child and what they're they're able to sit and learn and what they're able to do with you. Um, but telling that story is an important part, just like telling the story at Pesach time is important. Or I would add in maybe have them tell you the story of Hanukkah. Also, definitely a great way to have them review and learn it. The second thing I would say is to temper our gifts. To think about 
gifts, not as in, what did I get? Can I outdo my friends? Can I make sure that, right? But there's an old joke that goes something along the lines of, you know, what did I get for my third night of Hanukkah? It was a nice pair of socks, right? But saying that there are eight nights, and not every night has to be a way of topping the previous night, right? They can be used for things that children need. They can be used for things that children will enjoy. They can also be used for things that children will learn from. We are a big fan in my household of giving books every night because it is a way for us to impart to our children the importance of reading and the importance of education. So we're fans of giving. Uh, there's a good chance that my child, each of my children will get a different book each night of Hanukkah because it's a value that I want them to internalize. Um, and then on top of that, they may also get underwear and socks. And, uh, and then some families say that there's either going to be one big gift for each child or they say there's one big family gift. And so it isn't that the child gets their own gift, his or her own gift, but rather it is that the family as a whole says this is a gift that we are all going to use together. Um, now, sometimes those can be very challenging to find, something that we will all use together. But it can also be a powerfully uniting component where we say this was our Hanukkah gift to ourselves because it's something that we all want to do together. And for some people that may be a trip. For some people that may be an activity that they can do together that's more local. For some people that may be an item that they need in the house that everybody uses. Um, and all of that may depend on the family's financial ability, on the family's uh, needs, and what's happening at any particular time. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to reach us, you can reach us at iqdiscuss at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and responding.